This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial and get a free audiobook. What the hell are you staring at? What the hell are you staring at, everyone? And welcome to Talking Duckman. This is the Laser Time Podcast Network's one-off episode about the animated sitcom Duckman. I'm your host, Bob Mackey, and I'm anything but ugly. And who else is here today? Dwah! It's Henry Gilbert. Hi. And who else is here? Uh, it's Chrissy, comfortable at laughing at old stereotypes, Antista. <laughs> and uh, today's episode is About Face, which aired on June 4th, 1994, and Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real life history. You let you down, down! It thrust your pelvis! Huh! 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 It thrust your pelvis! That was the Funky Duck Man, everyone. Oh, man, Bobby, uh, you wouldn't believe what happened today. President Bill Clinton celebrates the 50th anniversary of D-Day. The last episode of uh, Duck Man, Nicole Brown Simpson, could have watched first run. Uh, it's going <laughs> to air next week. And for you animation fans out there, Steven Spielrock's The Flintstones debuts in, in theaters. Oh, awesome. Wow. Well, what, a, what a collection of bad events that happened you in this day. You told me to make the news bad for yeah, the Duck Man. So, yeah, for Duck Man, it's all bad news that happened on this day. So I want to say this is all my fault. Bob Why? Mackie, me, please level your uh, your insults at me if you don't like this. But I wanted to do one episode about Duckman yeah. because it is a very, very 90s show. And I personally love it. I think it's aged incredibly well, even though it is sort of a time capsule for the 90s. It, well, and it, like we did with The Critic, it is a Simpsons-adjacent show yeah. that premiered at this time in the chronology of The Simpsons. So we're not doing the first episode of Duckman. Exactly. It's also is done by Klasky Chupo. And you have to imagine that by the time they're kicked off the Simpsons they align themselves with USA Network and Duckman. This is very much them trying to do their own Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, to get something out of the way first, we're doing the episode About Face. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen it recently, and I bet you haven't, <laughs> all of these episodes are on YouTube in their full and complete form. Mm -hmm. Go off, watch this episode 20 minutes, it's come great. back and listen to it. It's About Face. I love Duckman. I know a lot of Talking Simpsons fans don't listen to Laser Time, but I bring it up a lot because it is a very special cartoon for me. Yeah. Uh, it's in the era of Sim It's one of the only Simpsons ripoffs me too's that i think wow this is different and great it really has its own voice and its own attitude and, and i feel like like you said chris this is very much klasky chupo mm -hmm. so to give you more information on them in case you weren't aware they were the folks who animated the ep the seasons one through three mm -hmm. of the simpsons and they were let go in season four for film roman who continues to animate the simpsons but i feel like this is very much klasky chupo's own simpsons that's what it, they wanted it is and it's it's they're klasky chupo is defined by Look-wise, by Rugrats, most famously, yes, and Rocket Power, so. that's, and, and Wild Thornberries. That's what their shit looks well, like. But it works better here because it's intentionally jarring and jagged and yes. mean and awful and gross to look at. Well, and uh, I, I love in, it. Because in the late 80s, there weren't a ton of animation studios yeah. you could work out of and so the like when they drew the simpsons the mm -hmm. when they were producing it they did it out of the klasky chupo offices mm -hmm. that's where david silverman wes archer all the original simpsons animators were animating there and so when they lost the simpsons deal then they were already still going strong they had rugrats mm -hmm. and the, but they were looking for a new late night show 
And yeah, I think, I think the prime show, time show. There, a lot of their stuff isn't going to hold up partially due to the the style that they chose, which is a bold choice. Yeah, I mean, I think it works really well on Duckman and things like All great. Real Monsters, where it's like this is yeah. supposed to be ugly. Yes. And, Sorry, I should have said that. That looks oh, great. Oh, that, I mean, it looks so good. Visually, that show is amazing. And I mean, Duckman has a lower budget than The Simpsons, um, but I feel like Duckman. I would say some of the Nicktoons. The, what's that? I would say a lower budget than some of the Nicktoons. A shows. little bit, yeah. But I think yeah. this episode looks good. But actually, I want to say Duckman is just a fun character to yeah. look at. I like his design. I like how his eyes are independent from his face. They just exist on his glasses. And I, I, they I, never made a Duckman figure. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. They never It'll made any Duckman merchandise. Happens. I like it's, the resting Duckman face is just his teeth are out. Yeah. And he yeah. just like, looks like such a dweeb. Glasses are his eyeballs. And, and just it's a, based on a comic created by Everett Peck. Yes. Uh, as far as it, how many comics were out before this show debuted? I think there's like 12 Duckman comics. Not a whole lot. So like The Simpsons, uh, I feel like. So a TV critic uh, named Jamie Weinman, he believes that artists created cartoons do better than ones who aren't created by artists because hmm. the the characterization is also part of the drawings yeah. themselves. So King of the Hill, you know, drawn by Mike Judge. Beast yeah. and Butthead, drawn by Mike Judge. I mean, Simpsons, was, drawn by Matt Groening. And someone was, I don't know, it just reminded me of that like, Groening, like, yeah, he chose to make the color yellow. So when you, in a world of channel flipping, yeah. like, you'd know exactly what you were seeing that was actually, the second you flew by. That was actually a woman at Klasky Chupa who made that arbitrary really? decision. Yeah. yeah. So, but and, and so Groening was on board with it. And Duckman's the same way. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't confuse it for well, something else. I mean, that's the similarities to The Simpsons, too, that you mm-hmm. have a primetime mm-hmm. animated sitcom aimed at adults starring a yellow, yellow family. family. Yes. Except they're meaner, more 90s, and more set in a specific area and yes. place. And also, like, they exist in LA for the most part, their and, version of LA. And it's way sexier. It or is. Sexual, I'd say. It's so cool. It's a bit ribald. So, it I mean. It does, it does, but like, there's so much of this, and I'm sure I'll get into it. Yeah, it's a good sitcom, but more so than any cartoon, primetime cartoon show of the, the 90s. This reminds me the most of classic Looney Tunes. Oh, okay, the, yeah. This is a classic Looney Tunes premise. There's a lot of Tex Avery gags baked yeah. into a lot of what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today. But you mentioned the comics. So Everett Peck, you might have heard his name. I like that his name is Everett Peck, and his show is Duckman, by the way. <laughs> Peck, Duckman. Mm-hmm. And um, he worked in animation a bunch. He w- he actually did character designs on the real Ghostbusters. So mm-hmm. he's used to drawing wow. ugly things. <laughs> and he was also a character designer on The Critic. And I think Vlada, Vladimirovich, mm-hmm. that character, is a very much an Everett Peck-looking character. Mm-hmm. Yes, as you said on the thought critic episode we did yes and i think that you know that's still a thing even now that a lot of independent artists i know who draw their own comics their day job is working in animations right yeah that makes a lot of sense so everpeck wasn't that different and in i read in uh well so how how did come to be then so duckman has a very weird origin so peck drew uh, him in some surrealist just strips not full books Mm -hmm. for the comic dark horse presents in 89 88 and 90 and then he got his own one-shot dark horse comic in 1990 so mm. that is sort of the comic book origin of Duckman. i have not read it, these comics it, they're, they're not a lot and they're they're yeah. really i've never ever in my life seen one in the wild i never ever. have either all i know the difference is his wife is alive in the comic book where in mm. the series she's dead which i think may, gives the series a more interesting angle than I a suffering so wife it totally does because it's not just at the time sitcoms always had the dumbass dad and the bitch ass wife. Yeah, and this at least <laughs> you want to put it in those terms. Sure, <laughs> I, just, I it's the nineties. Get welcome it is, back. It is this the is, harpy wife, like is, the fun ruining wife. If you've you're been right, yeah. uh, if you've been in the comments lately, calling us a bunch of SJWs, then like <laughs> enjoy some Duckman because yes. that is like the most anti PC. Well, 
you know the uh, but but by getting by making his wife dead and making the battle yeah. axe, he fights with somebody who doesn't even love him. Yes, and would never so, sleep with yeah, him. Yeah, that's the premise of the like, show. Uh, he lives with his his children and the twin sister of his dead wife who hates him. Yes, so and, their relationship uh, makes much more sense and is funnier and it benefits from that so well. And we learn in episode three of the series that he accidentally killed his wife through a crazy chain reaction of events. So Duckman has to live. Yes. Yeah, he has to live with the guilt of killing his wife and also has to live with his wife's twin sister who hates him and he's also a total dirtbag but mm. the fact that he doesn't have a wife means he can date we can see Duckman we can see like fam- like it's not a family sitcom but an animated sitcom where there could be the talk of relationships and things like mm. that things the Simpsons never really get into because they can't mm. to go over the production history of the Duckman this could have been a Fox show which would have, would have been awesome but mm. Fox was like we'll order two episodes for me and we'll see what happens USA was like we'll do a full season so they yeah. went to USA and that's where it stayed for four years well and Peck uh, said that he was just it sounded like a real star is born type moment where Gabor Chupo saw his Duckman design was like that should be the next show that should be it like mm. it was just plucked out of the crowd like I'll make this the show and so Everett went from being just a designer to an executive producer of the show like yeah. as a writer and executive producer who oversaw the show with other writers and the show was according to Peck treated pretty fairly by the network for the first two years and then after that it dropped off the map. This uh, this the series went on for four years mm-hmm. at like seventy episodes. 70 episodes. But when I bought the DVDs like eight years ago, the fourth season was completely new to me. It mm-hmm. aired like on Monday at three a.m. on USA. Huh. Like, it like it didn't why have did that... you even spend this money? Yeah, on this? it didn't have that weird science buoy. To, uh... No, those first two years were the weird science bump. But just like weird science and Duckman together on Saturday nights on USA. And I, I should tell you, if you were, it, it's symbolic. Knowing Duckman as well as I do is symbolic of who I was at the time: a loser who had nothing to do on Friday nights. <laughs> 10 o'clock was my time to shine. Weird Science and Duckman. Well, if you're Especially 14, Duckman. how could you be popular? I'm a little things. older than you, Bob. Okay. I had well, no excuse. Well, though, also, <laughs> the, you need to also understand in the pre-internet time, mm-hmm. the USA Up All Night block was like, that was your internet porn. Yeah. Like, that was, if you were a young person discovering themselves you were probably masturbating to that not to internet <laughs> yeah, all night like, uh, censored trauma movies all night yes, long that's basically the yeah. best way to put it stewardess school on repeat PG blowjob scenes as far as the eye can see so, yes. so you'd watch weird science which would have a ton of PG 13 sex jokes mm-hmm. then Duckman, which would constantly would have so many jokes of like well are we gonna show a nipple this time I don't know and then then they just go into a straight up Cinemax porn movie except with the sex taken out of it yeah with the yeah. sex replaced with commercials. Yes. I have no idea how many times I sat there dick in hand. Like just, <laughs> just the idea that like, well, what's the movie going to be? It's just random. Yeah. You don't yeah, even you're know. You're never going to know. I mean, I it's go- just it'll be terrible. the rest of these scenes. Ooh, Firehouse Boys. This U- is going to be great. USA was not then what they are now. Mm-hmm. They were barely a network. In fact, they would make fun of USA on Duckman way more than Simpsons. the Simpsons would make fun of Fox. Like there were jokes like, USA, are they on at night? Yeah. And the jokes about how they would just air Wings all day because it's they just had a Duck lot Man. of Wings reruns. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying. I was doing my best to look up what USA's original programming block looked like around this time. Uh, silk stockings? I don't know. It did. It silk, stockings silk stockings and eventually La Femme Nikita, which for a mild yeah. bit of sexiness meeting respectability. But Red Shoe Diaries, a show that was yes. with nudity that was on Showtime. But USA Network made its made its bones by being basically the first basic cable channel. So yeah. if you have cable, you have USA. But they didn't have a lot of original programming. The, the most notable one that I know of 
is when Airwolf got canceled by NBC, <laughs> USA bought it but decided, you know, we can't afford a lot of helicopter shots. Yeah, but leave the God helicopter we, behind. Bring Asner over. Thank or God Ernest we have Borg access Borg to oh, Ernest Borgnine. It's yeah. all archival footage from the original NBC wow. seasons. No, they kill off Borgnine in the first USA episode. Okay. They can't afford him. And, and <laughs> I just have to plug this. This is an old episode of Cheap Popcast that Dave did once the WWE Network came out. If you don't know what I've that is. I've heard this one, too. And WWE Network basically puts together warts and all every single uncut episode of WWF at the time Raw yes Monday Night Raw Monday Night Raw which has been on USA forever so this whole period Jerry Lawler is wearing Duckman shirts and like <laughs> these dudes turning into Duckman they're all new they're SA Duckman's a new generation of Duck I say he's like the new WWF generation you know well he advertised everything of like tech wars coming to USA but Dave has a whole episode about just Duckman promos on wrestling and they and they talk to Cornfed yeah. who yes. uh, calls into <laughs> WWF I don't know why I'm sitting next to a ham, and I believe we have a ham on the line, do we? Duckman Detective Agency, Duckman 8 here. This is Cornfed speaking. Your dime, your time. Go ahead. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Cornfed is going to be with us. We'll be right back with Cornfed and the matchup. For USA Network, mm-hmm. Duckman and Weird Science and Up All Night helped them find an identity, but so. their first true hit was Monday Night Raw mm. in the in the late nineties when the bit when it was really taking off in nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Nothing outdid Raw on yeah. USA, and so all a their show other, they do not own all their other shows mm-hmm. would have WWE guest stars. Mm-hmm. They're like. Oh, on this episode of oh, yeah. the the bicycle cop show that had a Mario Lopez. I fucking know what you're talking about. What Pacific Blue. Pacific Blue. That's, That's right. What it oh, was. God. On that, they're like, well, in this episode, well, the woman on the team's going undercover at, into prison, and mm-hmm. Sable's there. Wow. And wow. So, it's all stuff like I, that. I wouldn't know what they're airing on USA Network. I think SNL did a sketch on, like, what is Burn Notice? Yes. Uh, no idea. I know their shows have characters, which no. they mention a lot. Just well, like, now they've moved beyond Burn Notice or, the, or the medical, the doctor. Doctor one the like hmm. royal pains no i don't know <laughs> this I'll is also for- baffling i don't yes. watch this channel all i know is psych and that's all i know but well, it was the first cable obviously through cartoon express and to a much lesser extent calliope and they were the yes. first network to hire nickelodeon's doug to do uh animated doug promos as yeah. in an animated promo on usa yeah i think Klasky chupa made the right choice of taking cable money yeah. to produce 13 episodes because Fox would have absolutely canceled this. They would have never aired it. They also couldn't have done a lot of stuff just in this episode that they do. They couldn't do on even 9 o'clock or 9.30 on Fox. It was too racy for 94 Fox. That's another thing we should... It's a really, really mean show. Yeah. It's really mean, cynical, but it's got a heart to it. It's got it's got a especially I feel like, this episode. Is that why you chose this episode? I over do. The pilot? I, I did because people think of Duckman. They think of just a ranting, crazy duck creature. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a a world weary Kurt Vonnegut sense of humanity <laughs> beating at the heart of this show oh, that that desperately wants things to be better for everyone, but. Well, just the, there's a sense of like sometimes you just have to give up because it's too much. Well, mm. those are the best Duckman episodes, but other Duckman episodes are just like no Duckman is a heartless sociopath. Yeah, he would murder everyone in the world if he could have sex with this other woman. <laughs> You're like, not supposed to like. I mean, he's a fun character to watch, but he's also like this is the bad guy. Like yeah. he has the worst Henry, morals. Henry has said it on numerous occasions. Like we could laugh at this Eric Cartman Archie Bunker esque character, but your dad like. 
found a lot of my dad liked value him, in Duckman. Non-ironically, well, that is, you know, if we're going to talk about our histories with mm. Duckman and watching it ourselves, I didn't really catch on until probably when the second season started airing, or maybe mm-hmm. in the reruns of the first season. So later in '94, watching it every Saturday night with my dad became kind of a thing. We mm-hmm. would watch it together, and it was just something like me and my dad don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but we really enjoyed the show. Like mm. he had, he had <laughs> kind of stopped watching The Simpsons at that point, even I think it, too liberal. Well, he definitely <laughs> turned his back on King of the Hill after the first episode because he felt it was making fun of Republican type. So when he watched Duckman, was he like, he'll tell us what to do? I mean, <laughs> I think he liked how debaucherous Duckman was. Mm. And he probably saw, like, that's what a guy's guy is. Maybe that's what his feelings And he does, was he does fluctuate between an Archie Bunker type and someone very relatable and yeah. sad. And this episode mm. emphasizes that real well. Well, in Everett Peck, I, I found in every Everett Peck named this as About Face as one of his all-time favorites. It's one of the did. saddest episodes of a, such a balls out weird funny comedy i've ever se- i've never seen an ending this set yeah well, i mean so that, did, that's why it's stuck in my memory but well so how did you guys discover Duckman? i want to say so I, I i have a weird uncle and he was weird mm. then too who got me into a lot of cool stuff like i don't know mystery science theater and things like that mm-hmm. just letting me know about these things that wow. existed that i didn't know about and one of them was like he was like really into the idea of Duckman, and i think space ghost interviewed Duckman on some daytime what? emmy awards <laughs> And like uh, awards? something like that. And that then like he's like, oh, come in here. You got to see this Duckman thing. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. This was before the premiere was sort of like Space Ghost talking to Duckman about his new show. And that's and I was on board from like the first season onwards. But like eventually it disappeared into like the the depths of USA, like post midnight programming. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually caught up with a lot of it when Comedy Central would air at like a yep. 2 a.m., a much yeah, better yeah. time zone with in the like critic. the early aughts and with the critic. Yeah. yeah, I missed most of the final. Se- I missed a lot of the final season. I remember getting to watch the second half of the final episode and also not knowing it's the final episode mm-hmm. and that's something too that I feel like can't happen to me anymore of just mm-hmm. realizing unless it gets shockingly cancelled ahead of time or they just decide to keep it a secret for some reason you know when the last episode of something you like yeah. airs they will, but, people will promote the last episode but now, it was such a comedies. weird thing to be watching this duck man and be like wait this is wrapping up everything mm-hmm. like is this the last episode and then it ends on a, like a mean ass cliffhanger well not a mean cliffhanger but a big cliffhanger that's meant to never be resolved honestly yeah and like, we can say what it is yeah it, it it is that it reveals his wife was somehow alive this entire time and that corn fed knew the entire time and then it ends on it to be continued but it, they they knew they weren't coming yeah back. ever peck has said i will not tell you what happens unless Duckman comes back and then we'll have to answer this question but, but i want it'll never happen but anyway, it never will happen it. and god i wish it would so to get into i mean we will start talking about the episode soon this is more Duckman info so i'm i'm of the I love talking about Duckman because it deserves more fans. It deserves so to be too. seen. It's yeah. really good. And it's all on YouTube. It's yes. all on YouTube. And I want to say uh, these DVDs are in print mm-hmm. and you can have all of Duckman for less than 70 bucks. Sorry, yeah. less than 60 bucks. And I say go for it. I mean, they're better on DVD, I think, anyways. I mean, you get the high-quality SD, uh, you know, yeah. uh, adaptation. And Everett Peck actually drew original covers for it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's strange. They're all on YouTube, but not all on the same channel. Because yeah. a lot of people who went to the trouble of uploading everything on, like, Duckman YouTube channel. Uh, the first season is littered with Frank Zappa music. And I wasn't yeah. really able to understand what that deal involved. Mm-hmm. Because he's credited in the end of this episode of, like, special music from Frank Zappa. And I don't... I love... 
Unlike Henry, I love Frank well, Sapp. I mean, he was working on the show with Everett Peck until he died, I think. He uh, was dying. Yeah. He was dead by the time, well, as we know from the uh, previous Talking Simpson. I couldn't get my head around whether he was contributing new music or allowing access to the library. Because Frank Zappa was, wrote two million songs. I believe it was library access. And yeah. that they were just t- I mean, and they also cast a Zappa on the show. Dweezil. Yeah, Dweezil Zappa. Mm-hmm. So well, I wanna, let's talk about that cast. I want to go into the actual creators of the show first. Okay. The, the showrunners for all four seasons are Jeff Reno and Ron Osborne. You probably haven't heard their names a lot. I mean, so they started in the early 80s just like working through the doldrums of sitcoms and stuff mm-hmm. like Mork and Mindy. Uh, they worked on Night Court, which is an okay show. I'm Those okay with Night Court. Sitcoms I like. I mean, more, I mean, Night Court is also horny just like Duckman, so I'm oh, okay with Night it. Court. Uh, they worked on Moonlighting mm-hmm. and their writing partners. And together they wrote Meet Joe Black and the Radioland Murders. So, I love Radioland Murders. Yeah, Brian so, Ben-Ben, underrated. <laughs> these dudes uh, wrote those movies, worked on these TV shows. I don't know what they're doing now, but they were the showrunners of Duckman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but we can talk about the cast. So number one, Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. At the height of his Seinfeld fame, mm-hmm. coming in and doing every episode of Duckman, just destroying his voice, no doubt, with these insane... I mean, Duckman is never not screaming. It's incredible. Yeah. But, I mean, but this, long this... soliloquies, only now that I can hear... I can see where they might have stitched mm-hmm. that take yeah. together. But really, really long, shouty rants. Well, yeah. when I, I watched an interview with him, he misremembered a couple things, mm-hmm. but he, he, he said that when he auditioned for the role... He thought it was going to be a one-off mm-hmm. or just a quick cartoon voice. And he says that had he known he'd be playing him for years, he would not have used the voice he used <laughs> yes. because it tears his voice apart. And I feel like, I mean, I don't think Duckman is a, obviously I don't think it's a bad show, but I feel mm-hmm. like Jason Alexander is basically doing charity after the first two years. It's like, yeah. no one is watching Duckman. You're one of the most famous TV actors ever. I, yes. I would call George Costanza in the top three greatest television oh, yeah. characters of all time. When I revisit Seinfeld, it's just like, George is number one. Mm-hmm. Like, George is all I want to yep. see. Where's George? Yep. What's he doing? Like, Jason Alexander is a treasure. He's a meme machine yeah. for a reason. He is the hottest, he's one of the hottest stars on TV at the time like Seinfeld is starting to explode yeah it'll be even bigger by into the third season of Duckman I think we're in about season five of Seinfeld yes. so uh playing his angry sister-in-law Bernice is Nancy Travis, Nancy Travis. Uh, we know her from Becker mm-hmm. and that's about Becker. all I know so her he from married an axe murderer for okay me. yeah yes. yeah the love and show. the amazing Tim Allen show that she I loved a the lot life on the uh, Tim Allen show and uh, I mean I don't yeah. want to slag on her. Whenever I see her in things, I'm like, she's a bad actor. But in Duckman, she's great. She's amazing. Like, she is great as uh, Bernice. Now, I I think you can give that to Nancy Travis got handed a lot of very bad roles in the that 90s. That too, yeah. Because women, she like, got, probably she got So handed, like, I Married an Axe Murder is one of her best It is, she because she, to do. she gets to make jokes and be, like, a charming person rather than just the the object of affection, which is what yeah. she got cast as. Yeah, like, and how, when she aged out of that... I haven't seen her. I mean, like any actress in well, Hollywood. Well, so how yeah. many like how many funny lines do you get when you're the doting wife of Seriously, Tim Allen? If- and, and I felt like she was cast just to be like, this is supposed to be an old ass sitcom. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to feel like a '90s sitcom. So let's get another person that made people go like, oh, I remember her on a sitcom too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but Nancy Travis is she has great chemistry with Jason yeah. Alexander too. They yeah. work so well together. I mean, I don't know if they recorded together, but it doesn't matter because you can just you, you feel the anger between them, mm-hmm. the the unquenchable anger. Yes. Uh, so we have uh, we mentioned she the mom on the oblongs too. Is that Nancy uh, no? That was one of the ladies from Designing Women. I, okay. I forget who it was, but mm-hmm. so there's um, Dweezil Zappa playing Ajax. D- 
God. The Dullard son. You might know him as Chris from Family Guy because it's the same character. <laughs> Man, that's true. And then we have Charles and Mambo, the uh, conjoined twins, uh, and they're played by Dana Hill, RIP. She played Max on Goof Troop and a lot of other roles. Yeah. And E.G. Daly, Daly, who played Pee Tommy, Pickles? Tommy Pickles, and Pee Wee's girlfriend in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Dot, Dottie. Yeah, Dottie. So, and Duckman's mother in law, Grandma, only communicates in farts because she's uh, in a coma. <laughs> we'll hear her at the beginning of this episode. No, in flashback, she's voiced by Nancy Travis, which is the thing really? on the show, too, that Nancy Travis voices every woman in that family. Huh. In flashback, she will voice Beatrice when they introduce yes. a third, a triplet. Beverly. Of, uh, Beverly, she voices her. And in the flashback where of the funky duck man yes then she also does the voice of grandmama i think that entire episode is a bridges of madison county parody oh my God, how he yeah. meets beatrice we gotta i make, didn't write that down but that's number one on the bestseller list right now oh yeah for wow. sure it has to be mm. another uh just a straight-up voice actor greg Berger plays corn fed a fantastic mm. parody of jack webb from yeah. dragnet He's and he so plays good. off Duckman yes. so great one of the greatest animated characters of the fucking decade yeah he's he just so understated and everything so funny rewatching this he Rewatching episodes, he is my now my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Greg Berger, I think, is most famous to people our age mm-hmm. as he was Grimlock on Transformers. <laughs> Me, Grimlock. Really? Okay. And he was Orson the Pig on US Acres, wow. the less funny part He's of the, Darfield. Wow, he played two famous pigs. Yeah. And that he. Uh, I'll, I'll I stand actually, up for US Acres. I remember walking by him mm-hmm. at a convention. He, he was at a table. And I was like, man, I want to say hi, but. I don't want to give him 20 bucks for a <laughs> signature. I feel like I'm going to get stuck into I, that. I but. love Corn Fed so much. I give him he 50 is, for a Corn Fed voice. He is the uh, understated heart of this series. Yeah. And Greg Berger is still at it. If mm-hmm. Grimlock appears in any Transformers game, he is still Grimlock. I yeah. will be the retarded dinosaur. I can do this. <laughs> Corn Fed is often the moral compass for Duckman when he needs one. And I think, like uh, I heard on a Simpsons commentary, Greg Berger yeah. for Sideshow Bob episodes when they're doing table reads, because Kelsey Grammer is a busy guy. He, he can't just show up at a table read. There were a ton of, like, great guest stars and recurring yeah. ones yeah like Eddie Kirk- Daven Eddie Daven Eddie Daven I'm on the show uh, Ben Stein before we knew about him and but his problems what's an animated Stein. version yeah. of himself he played a character named Ben Stein it's that's insane. correct and that was Duckman's neighbor Ben Stein yeah. people like Gilbert Gottfried well, I and mean, the greatest is Tim Curry, Tim Curry. Yes, yes yes as King Chicken so the King Chicken episode he was King Chicken his Moriarty Duckman's mm-hmm. Moriarty who yeah. was much smarter and better than Duckman mm-hmm. but was somehow beaten by him every time but the best thing was that in, in every King Chicken episode it was a mystery that he was pretending to be somebody in his life who would then be unmasked to be King Chicken. Yeah. But Tim Curry was voicing the character the entire episode. And so if you were... If you were a super fan, you'd be like, wait, that's Tim Curry's voice. Yeah, it's oh, King it's Chicken's a King coming Chicken up. episode. I mean, he's talented, but he can only hide that British accent so much. Uh, Tim Curry's the greatest. Yeah. I love him so much. Please never die, Tim Curry. Yeah. Get be- only get better. And his performance Ice. is so great. But I think it's time Ice. to talk about the episode about Face. Uh, we just oh. want to give you some Duckman history. It's been half an hour. Oh, sure. <laughs> Let's start off as Duckman plays Monopoly with Grandmama. Oh, unlucky seven. Dame Fortune, she's a cruel mistress. Let's see. This is your piece, I do believe, and you must move. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven spaces, which lands you smack dab in the middle of my rainforest logging company. Which brings the grand total you now owe me to $164,552.17. What the heck? Let's round it up to an even 200. What's that you say? I couldn't pay that back if we played 100 games? Oh, my goodness. What to do? What to do? Wait a minute. A simple X on the dotted line, changing a few irrelevant clauses in your will, dealing with... Oh, Duckman, you weren't trying to worm your way back into that will, were you? Why, Bernice, I'm appalled. 
So I wanted to include that whole clip because just to let you understand how great the Foley is on Duckman, yeah. watching it again, I'm like every webbed footstep is captured. Yeah. Wow. Things are making a lot of noise in the background. When Duckman's in his office, you can hear like cars honking and people on the street and things mm-hmm. like that. That's really good. You know, I didn't even notice that now. Well, until it's the hearing footsteps it of the Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, Classy Chupo season. made things a little too noisy for the Simpsons, mm-hmm. but I feel like with the chaos of Duckman... It works really well, well here. Well, it's a loud, it is a loud, intense show. Yeah, so it you is kind of need that. Bombastic and, production. And and we it, did, you yeah. did, you were right to call me out on the Laser Time Farts episode. Oh. That is not Grandmama's fart that I used from the pilot. The one you used originally, that's her consistent fart. Yes, like the, the lower pitch, more emotional <laughs> farting. Yeah. Well, and so the the opening is so Rugrats as well, or it's just really the Klasky Chupo opening of a yeah. close-up. A close-up on something that will disorient you at the start, and then you're like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, and I want to say it's it's uh, it's not as uh, well animated as The Simpsons in terms of budget, but I think it's, it takes more creative risks. Like, mm-hmm. this episode opens on a city, but then it, it shows you it's actually Monopoly City because mm-hmm. the dice hit like buildings and stuff like that so though it is a darker 90s monopoly yeah. just like the rainforest uh, locking company logging <laughs> company it's a gray <laughs> shitty world and that's the world the duck man lives in is a sad destroyed dystopia yeah. of basically la i don't think they ever really say it's la but it is it is definitely yeah LA. it's like writers living in la and hating it and you know like i i went back to the show uh thinking like this is going to be a little more right-leaning than mm-hmm. i remember but it really isn't and we learned yeah. from charles and mambo's uh contest they're entering mm-hmm. just where duckman stands on the, the corporatization of america you want to see our project for the corporate theme science fair our master of cigarettes vein burster beer and splatco handguns are sponsoring a category called alcohol tobacco and firearms other things kill people too hence the titanic 1503 non-smoking non-drinking non-gunshot deaths i thought this kind of blood-sucking corporate greed and hypocrisy makes you boys sick true but there's a cash prize hmm so there you have it <laughs> and it is a bit funny i watched this with 2017 eyes mm-hmm. it's just like I, I i kind of idealized the 90s i realized they had sure. problems but i'm like Duckman, the show you're a little naive about how bad things are because at this point corporations aren't people yet yeah there's they're, they're they still fallible organizations pe- they aren't legally people in america they don't own as much stuff as they do and there's way more corporations because they haven't all merged yet yeah but but the spirit of it is still there of just like a corporation the schools are failing so a corporation is paying to basically for basically propaganda yeah, in school for the children to make things propaganda. that kill more people than alcohol tobacco and firearms yeah yes. and and i had the same feeling when thinking about duckman and like is this a is this the republican show but now i watch it and it's like no this is me as a teenager it hmm. hates Everything. Yes. Yes. Everything bo- is lame and stupid and boring and has a flaw. It's and both is secretly sides-y. shitty. Yeah, it's both sides in that way. It's just mm. like I like fuck everything. Yeah, everything it's sucks. It's a very punk rock feeling. Yeah, the show too. there was a certain moment. Like, well, Ajax reminds me a lot of the young ones, which to me is uh, the yeah. most punk rock comedy thing I can yeah. imagine. He he breaks everything just by moving around. Yeah, just with a very deadpan expression on his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, I just like how incidental Bernice's violence to Duckman just is now. She's like, I'm just going to kick you in the yes. face. Yes. I I think in season one, there's even an episode where they, I will admit, I am not, I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of Duckman. I have of The Simpsons. I'm the same here, yeah. But there's, in season one, there's finally an episode where they're just like, or maybe season two, where it's like, you know what? 
fuck this. We are fighting. Like, this is going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. the yes. big Duckman Bernice That's fight. true, yeah. I mean, like... Long before Peter hit Lois. <laughs> what they don't have on the show is Matt Groening, who did not want The Simpsons to be cartoony. Duckman kind of indulges in, like, Duckman can yeah. get smashed, he can do wild takes, he can just get well, injured. Well, Duckman walks around naked all the time, yes. like Donald Duck's bottomlessness, mm. and so only for jokes do they occasionally point out, like, yeah, I'm nude, but otherwise, it's, it's that's just Duckman. He's a cartoon character in a world full of humans, but also human ish animal people yeah like too. weird dog ladies and things yeah. like that i mean no human in, in this world looks good even the mm. sexy women are drawn to be like classy chupo sexy which is yeah. not very sexy so and and i like the the early hint at Duckman's loneliness because he's like even though he hates bernice and she hates him just the idea that he could go the he'd be invited to the movies with her he'd like perks up like oh i could go he is like, excited uh i guess she was gonna have him drive the car around because parking is bad but her friends who are very very butch lesbians yeah. show up to pick her up <laughs> they're was, lifting weights in the back of the in the bed of the truck i mean it's 94 so, so. that was something they didn't hit on as often as i thought with bernice but yeah. that definitely was bernice is a very aggressive woman with a tight haircut who is health obsessed and also it's more of a joke in the pilot of like her her not letting Duckman eat real food yeah as in it's all just like wheat germ and whatever the health fads were at the time so her exerciseiness and man hating would definitely is is an easy way to do lesbian butch yeah. lesbian jokes i but, feel like that was a much more prevalent stereotype in this time like if you hate men you're obviously a lesbian or you're a lesbian because you hate men though there's only one episode where she thinks she's a lesbian which is when right uh, it, it's most when, most women don't even get that well, so, comes. so quick version is the king chicken is undercover to try to as a woman to try to get Duckman to sexually harass him which he doesn't which everyone's shocked by <laughs> and then meanwhile Bernice is falling in love with this woman and she's very troubled by that. And so when I do remember this, now. it's revealed at the end that it's King Chicken. She's like, you mean this whole time I've been in love with this horrible monster of a man? she's very relieved about that so up next i have this clip where it sort of if you've never seen duckman before it really kind of underlines just how fast-paced the dialogue is between all the characters this is that whole thing was so fast there yeah i mean these scripts must be like 60 pages long and they they squeeze in the 20 minutes whenever we talk about older media i say the only difference in most modern most modern media and older media is pacing like Mm -hmm. every every single every 10 years the pacing gets faster but duckman is still faster it feels like it's made for a disease these millennial minds. Yes. And, and here is Bernice giving her uh, babysitting demands to Duckman. Make sure the kids eat a balanced dinner, Duckman. Don't just order them some fat and cholesterol-soaked pizza then fall asleep on the couch watching the String Bikini Volleyball Channel, allowing the three of them to have the run of this place like some masked terrorist in a Middle Eastern city. You worry too much, Bernice! You can hear the lesbians <laughs> lifting weights in the back <laughs> of the truck. Good so pulling right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah that, and that was so fast. I wonder how many takes they were with yeah. all of them. Just like, no, faster, you faster. Can you hear gotta... Nancy being out of breath. I just <laughs> love how stylized the dialogue is. Just like yeah. characters would never speak like this, but it just underlines every element of Duckman. No human would say that. Yeah. No, no normal person would say it. And then, then it cuts to the exact thing she pr- described of Ajax walking around <laughs> With a mask on. Yeah, and like they're playing, the like, quote-unquote spooky Arab music. Like, oh. He is watching the String Bikini Channel, yeah. which, again, that felt like a sideways knock at 
USA, USA. just like, yeah, you just show bikini movies at night. So sad men like Duckman can jerk <laughs> off to it and fall asleep. And I got a good chuckle on second viewing, noticing that it is literally, the brand is fat, fat. in fat in cholesterol-soaked pizza. See, Bernice didn't know it's actually carbs that are bad for you. Yeah. She's on that 94 anti-fat and cholesterol Trans kick. Trans fats, Duckman. I mean, the carbs of pizza aren't great either. So at this point, uh, Charles and Mambo, so they're still at home, and Charles and Mambo, the controlling twins, are arguing with each other whether it should be the Titanic or the Lusitania when Mambo gets the model of the ship caught in his throat in a scuffle, and Duckman has to call 911. Ships. I'm your Doria lollipop me Poseidon. Here we are, Titanic. Can you get a hold of some ice? Ice, got it. Now what? Pour the ice into his throat, making sure to hit the starboard bow of the hull below the waterline. So the ship breaks in half in Mambo's throat and just sort of falls down into his into his like digestive tract. It's cute that they he had to sink the Titanic in his throat. That's cute. It's a cute little joke. Also impressive that they did it three years before Titanic craze took over America. Mm -hmm. Like I know everybody associates the Titanic with one of the biggest films of all time and a love story and hearts going on. Yeah, (laughs) but that wasn't what Titanic (laughs) meant in 1994. I mean, was that iceberg right ahead? Mm -hmm. Was that like a line people knew? Because Duckman says it before the movie i mean it was definitely famous that yeah. an iceberg would hit it and so but I, that, that that actual like choice of expression feels like pretty prescient. yeah it seems like a reference to the james cameron yeah movie. and the difference is the lusitania was sunk by germans in world war one may 1915 killing 1198 civilians it was not mm. a warship though the germans saw it as 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 a ship bringing supplies to London, their enemy. Or the Germans have had. Yeah. <laughs> just had to get one negative comment. In. Was that so more than the Titanic then? No, or less? the Titanic had fifteen hundred and seventy-five. Uh, okay. So Mambo is correct that getting the is correct that using the Titanic. As someone yeah. rewatching a lot of Duckman in my spare time while I play with my marijuana card. <laughs> um, you got to use it to buy marijuana, Chris. I know, <laughs> but they don't normally acknowledge. The conjoined twin status of one another, but it is funny that one of the twins is about to die yes. like, and leaving a dead. It's like, they, unless you want like a, a dead head on that yeah, list, sitting yeah. next to me for the rest of my life. I did like that, and uh, it is one thing that is the most dated in this episode is pulling a book off a shelf That's to true. find an answer to something <laughs> like that. Would they would have a much better database uh, now at nine one one? They would be able to. They they would just Google what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I'm Duckman, someone you never heard of, doing a show you've never seen on a night you're never home. Why the hell am I spending money on a commercial? You're not paying. USA is paying. <laughs> and a fine network it is. Boneheads. Duckman, Saturday nights at 10.30, 9.30 Central on USA. Thank you guys so much for listening, and if you like listening to stuff, it's a good thing this episode is brought to you by Audible. And before I tell you more about it, know that you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of all Audible is. What is Audible? They've got over 180,000 different titles to choose from, ranging from audiobooks, comedy albums, radio shows, some of my favorite old-timey radio shows, and you can listen to them all on your iPhone, Android, MP3 player, desktop, tablet, doesn't matter, wherever you can plug in headphones. Audible's got all your, your bestsellers, your Game of Thrones, your Harry Potters, the latest biography from 
from whatever comedian is you like, and they have become my go-to place to get audiobooks for an incredibly low cost. So once again, that's Audible, people, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of the service. It's Raw, it's Duckman next on USA. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. We did it like the day the show came out. Well, Dave uh, didn't volunteer his time for his country. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Brett and I went to work at the food bank with Chuck. can their own damn vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last, yeah, last week we uh, with Grim and Charlie... Yeah. Went to a food bank and uh, packed frozen corn into bags for three hours. He <laughs> did. And then they're like, who do you think all this f- food goes to? Of course, none. I don't fucking answer because I know he's setting me up for a wrong answer. You yeah. guys should have been able to tell in this week's laser time. Uh, but actually, 15% of our food goes to ah. the homeless. I'm like, what? All right. Please fill us in on where it goes. The rest goes to people who have too many homes. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough corn to put in uh, all those homes. No, it was it was sort of eye opening. It goes to because I forgot about Meals on Wheels, like oh, the, yeah. the kind of thing like get food to people who can't leave their homes. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then, do you know anybody in the city who works, pays their rent, pays their bills, and has zero money left for food? That's also who we deliver food to, which made wow. me, which heartened me. Classic uh, freeloader. Wait, can I get exactly, on that? Right? Like, <laughs> I but morning, your... I may have sneezed in your corn. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you want one bag of frozen corn. <laughs> oh, cool. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. So Duckman uh, falls in love with the 9-11 operator's voice. It's so angelic. And he has to tell Cornfed, his partner at the detective agency he works at, just what's happening with his love. An angel, Cornfed. One phone call and I was swept away. She is everything I ever hoped for in a woman. Low standards. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It was incredible, Corny. The way she made me feel things as I listened to her. Excuse me if this is going to get sorted. Emotions, okay? I felt emotions. The kind I never feel anymore. And it's all because of a voice. That sweet, willowy read of a voice. I want to do things with her, Corny. Fun things, exciting things. I want to paint her living room. I want to go to the tar pits. I want to surf. The problem, though, is Duckman can't figure out who the operator is because apparently an escaped serial killer has been following 911 operators (laughs) home and killing them. And uh, so Duckman can't find out who this person was. I love that line so much because it implies horrible, horrible things are happening in his city, but he doesn't even care. Yeah. And then the way Cornfed reacts are like another concerned citizen (laughs) stopping you from doing this. Overly worried people. The nanny state again. The needless cruelty that permeates. Throughout Duckman, yes, and that uh, just in the background, just like the background radiation is just, just you know, nastiness and anarchy. Well, and Angela's voiced by Lolita Davidovich, mm. and she'd later appear in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a oh. Michael uh, Jason Alexander adjacent show. Yeah, so it's but... in the greater Alexander verse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, two characters we didn't name are Fluffy and Uranus, who are sort of like the itchy and scratchy of Duckman, mm. in which. 
So they are like the fluffy, like super cutesy, super teddy bear-ish creations that are mm-hmm. uh, Duckman's receptionist. One is blue, one is pink. Mm-hmm. And the the main appeal of them is they can be killed in many ways. They're kind of like immortal creatures they can just destroy. Before Kenny, Duckman killed his receptionist every single I, Constantly. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it so much. Oh, by the way, the line is, one more overly cautious reactionary in a position of authority. <laughs> I was so happy that this was the episode because my fa- one of my favorite gags was seeing Fluffy and Uranus torn apart in different ways or murdered in different ways each episode. And this has an entire montage of it set to Love American Style it and does. the real song. So let's hear uh, Duckman start his uh, his murder spree with Fluffy and Uranus. <laughs> as he, so he's, he's trying to kill them in different ways so he has a reason to call uh, Because it would be illegal to fake a call so yeah. he has to do horrible things as, to him. As too. if Duckman is better than that. Yeah. But let, let's hear him get well, this idea. Well, season one, Duckman's better than <laughs> That's that. That's true. Too bad it's against the law to make dozens of 911 calls till you find her if you're not actually reporting a real emergency. Hmm. Fluffy! Uranus! What can we do for you, Mr. Duckman? An impersonation. Of what? Drowning victims! Help! My sons fell in the pool! They're going under! Okay, stay calm. Is there a rope you can throw them? Do you have a cold? No. Forget it, they gotta learn to swim sometime. <laughs> Again, I love the just the heavy phone slamming down, and he's oh. drowning them in the, uh, the, water, uh, the water cooler. cooler. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and then he just tears them apart over and over again in, the, in a great montage. And at first I wondered, like, hey, Charles Amambo should be forever thankful to Duckman yeah. for saving one of their lives but then I can understand why they hate him again in the episode when he tries to make them choke again yeah like, so it's it's, it's great... all part of a montage like the Simpsons they use the Love American Style song which I'm not sure if that's on the DVDs or not they did take some of the licensed music out of it on the YouTube it's the original yeah song. it's definitely there but uh, he kills them with an electric fence they're run over by a semi they're killed with a circular <laughs> saw and then chased by hungry dogs dogs and as Henry said Duckman tries to serve them a model ship Charles and Mambo yes. to get them to choke again to choke it like it's just he like sprinkled some spaghetti on top of it and they just the way they glare at him he's like i can't blame a guy for trying like, <laughs> so duckman's at the end of his rope and i love how ajax enters this scene he just throws a garbage can through the windows like hi dad <laughs> just with a dead look on his face i love ajax and the duckman's ready to throw his life away by smoking again which is a good setup him smoking is a payoff in this episode it really is so yeah it's him giving up hope and and just going like ah, i should smoke and also that he says he admits like well son if i smoke i'm both going to kill myself and I won't be politically correct anymore. <laughs> so and, Duckman's willing to just do this out of spite for yes, the world. Yeah. And uh, it's important to note that he throws the match and then it starts lighting the living room on fire around him. So as this conversation happens, yes. we're going to hear uh, Duckman's house just like be enveloped in flames. So this is a long clip, but I think it's worth it. You know, a lot of people don't keep their heads in an emergency. Oh, it was your voice. It made me feel like, well, like everything would be okay. Well... The reason I called is, I'm new here, and and your son's was the first life I've ever helped save. I just wanted to follow up. I never want to forget there are real people on the other end of the phone. Wow. What? Uh, Nothing, nothing. I was just uh, (laughs) glancing down at my bicep. (laughs) At the risk of sounding like a hmm, pimple-faced schoolboy, I was wondering... uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm just not very good at this. I, I was wondering if... Well, you'd, you'd like to have dinner with me tonight. Dinner? You only have to buy your half. Just think yeah. of it as a way to say thanks for saving my son's life. Well, you sound nice. Okay. <laughs> 
I'll do it. You will? There's a little Japanese restaurant on 3rd Street. Do you know it? Yeah, I, I think so. Just down from Vic's Flesh Pot and G-String and... I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll, I'll find it. Shall we say, uh, half an hour? Half an hour it is. She said yes! This little ducky has a date! Oh, happy day! Galoo, Kalei! I'm going on with Angela! I have to I have to underline just the visual splendor of Duckman's living room slowly catching on fire. Yeah. There's one point where the couch starts burning at both ends, and before we can reach him, he stands up and yeah. starts walking some other place. Well, I like how Ajax Duckman doesn't notice, but Ajax definitely does notice. But he's not but, concerned. No, he's not. It's just a dead look on his face. He just will take one step away. He's like, well, I'm just one step <laughs> yeah. over, so not burn. He at least has the smarts to know that he doesn't want to be on fire. But And I think like the people writing the show are smart enough to know, like, this is a cartoon. We can't have this dialogue-heavy scene just go on with nothing yeah, cartoony happening. It's so it's just a meet cute. Yeah. Like, it's a, a sweet one, but they have to have this conversation, but something neat, visually interesting If, you, if you're juxtaposing happen. it with the simpsons they wouldn't have had a dialogue sequence this long no 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 and it's funny like if you watch duck man it is it is a very also as as cartoony as it gets it also Mm -hmm. is very grounded like an entire act will just take place in the home Mm. in their home before moving on to act two like they're not afraid to sit with inside the house Mm. for an entire act with all this stuff happening inside of it well i wonder too if that's also a budget thing that they're like we can't go to too many new places that could be a a new place i've watched a a lot of the show there's not a lot of reuse shit like even the paintings sometimes are different in the house yeah it's true it's i mean they there's some wild the klatsky chupo really mm-hmm. went out of their way to get crazy on this like i think that's another sign of the removal of matt grading from the process the back grading is very much like no the house always looks like these this. people are too big yeah these the, can't tears don't go that way in this show they're just like just, eh, forget i can't it. i yeah. can't prove this happens all the time but there's an establishing shot of the house which is like butt up against a freeway ramp yeah it's like uh, yeah disturbing disgusting the lawn is dead the sprinklers constantly going and like the after this there's always construction workers working meaning that it's a different shot every time it's it doesn't look yeah, like this in other episodes just like in la construction never stops <laughs> yeah and as, as wacky as it gets i think the layout of the Duckman house stays the same all throughout i think so yeah, yeah. well i the design of that underpass i'm glad you brought that up chris it mm-hmm. very much is they designed the la of like the rodney king trial oh for sure and, yeah. uh, the la riots like ajax smashing the window with a trash can <laughs> i feel like in yeah. the world where the la riots didn't happen that wouldn't have been the joke let's do the right thing slash la slash recent history i think yeah and so it again one of those things that feels ripped from the headlines type moment on the show and we should mention that um angela called duckman back to check up on the people she saved so she's Mm. a very nice person so they go to benny haha's where it's okay to laugh at old stereotypes (laughs) i have this image on my ipad from a year ago because i thought it was so funny (laughs) and i was surprised oh go ahead gross it's just it's called it's a parody of benny hana's called benny haha's where it's okay to laugh at old stereotypes yeah that it's acknowledging we're aware of what we're doing yeah, but and, they actually don't do any stereotypes of, like, Asian or... Uh, yeah, there's one in there. I um, heard maybe one, a, like, Japanese accent. Yeah. That's Look, much, it's they could whatever. have They could have gotten much worse yeah. in terms of what was acceptable in I 1994. I was ready for, like, holy shit. Are yeah. they going to have, like, a samurai show up here or something? Well, that's the beauty of Duckman. It both acknowledges what it's doing and then does it. And then yeah. does it, yeah. I, well, I also did like that there was a quick joke about that Mambo is shitting out a t- the Titanic, too. They did. He had they, to pass, like, the, yeah. the chimney stack or whatever. Yeah, I like, I like that joke. But yeah. so he's going to Benihana's. I've never been to a Benihana. I have been to a Japanese steak place. It's basically one of those things where they, like, make the onion volcano. And it's like a show mm-hmm. and dinner at the same time. I mean, it's cool to watch them, like, 
you know, just chop up steak and cook it in front of you and just be like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap steak, but uh, it is the- not. I, I won't eat uh, steak unless it's been it's been prepared by someone. I'm positive caught an egg in their head. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's important. Oh man, you mentioned the egg catching thing. That's always vital to the Benihana experience. Really? There there is a Benihana relatively near in Japan, in Japan town. town. Yeah, which wow. is very strange. Why go there? Whenever I've gone to Japantown, I'm like, why did I go to Benihana's this chain place when I want more take authentic Japanese? Yeah. Well, I guess if you're taking your parents to Japantown and they're like. They wanted something safer. They could go to Benihana, and they'd all be fine. They need a good P.F. Chang's. <laughs> uh, so Duckman meets Angela at Benihaha's, but she, he finds out that she is monstrously ugly. And in a very smart move, they don't actually show you yeah. a lot of her face. You mm-hmm. see a little bit of her in her compact mirror, mm-hmm. but you really don't know what ugly Angela looks like, which is a smart so cool. move. Yeah. Well, the reactions are so cartoonish in this. Yeah. Yes. And the descriptions, too. That there is no way, especially in the design of the show, to mm-hmm. make her look as ugly as being described to you. That's there's, true. There's no way to do it. So nothing they could show you could match what your imagination has. I, again, watching, I was watching this with my girlfriend. And just Duckman is an ugly character, but he's also in a very ugly world. Mm-hmm. And that everybody here is so cruel and reacts so mean to his yes. ugly girlfriend. Yeah. And I there's mean, nothing they could have shown you that but, would have merited the reaction from the entire universe to Angela. Well, the it's attractive true, yeah. characters even have hideous faces. Yeah, true. But you just know they're supposed to be read as attractive, usually because of their bodies are Square also chin. looking. Either it's a dude with with a big muscles or a woman with giant boobs. Like That's how you're supposed to read them as attractive. Yeah. But, so that's why you need the characters to tell you so much like no angela is definitely ugly and he and Duckman is a very shallow guy he really is he, but we learn in this episode that maybe he's not like he has to look below the surface it, of the tank the least yelly uh jason alexander is his duck man yeah i mean he's, he's sweet most the of the episode i chose this episode in part because it's like the full range of alexander yeah. in this episode he can be very sweet as duck man too so but, yeah to read into like knowing about just for some reason i was watching a seinfeld documentary recently and then, like jason he didn't want to do comedy he's an actor mm. but a really 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 good one yeah who yeah. he wouldn't have heard of we wouldn't have heard of probably because of the way he looks if not for <laughs> seinfeld yeah. yeah and he to me that's what that's what duckman really showcases he doesn't get to play a lot of range as george costanza but gets a lot of range as duckman he really does yeah george never really turns the anxiety down past like 11 but duckman <laughs> yeah. can occasionally so well, you're, you're right yeah he is thanks to a weird bob vila scene he's, yeah he's able to realize like no i have to give this a chance she may be ugly but i just have to i gotta tough it out i can't leave her waiting and you do feel so sad for her when yeah. she's like waiting for him there it's, it's it's a cruel thing to do to her first is an act break ah, yes. ugly. for as many jokes as there are at angela's expense uh, as her ugliness mm-hmm. i feel like there's also a lot of compassion for her and she knows what she looks like and she understands her place in the world and mm-hmm. why it's not fair but uh Duckman saves the date with the date saver 2000 which shuts <laughs> off the power in the restaurant the obvious have the common decency to sit down and appreciate her for who she really is are you Duckman? <laughs> i'm a sucker for ambiance so uh <laughs> what i love about the scene it is um 
this so Duckman is very much of the David Merkin style of uh, humor, where it's like screw the audience, let's be as edgy and cynical as possible. And the rest of the scene plays out in complete darkness. darkness There's like yeah. two minutes of darkness. You can see the exit sign. One hundred and five seconds. One hundred and five. Uh, wow. Is, yes. So close to two minutes. I mean, that they, is a real uh, budget saver for a show on ca- basic cable. But it it's really not is. They did a lot. It was just no, for the no. situation. No, but I feel like it was just like a fuck you. You're seeing darkness, but yeah. they also keep an exit sign in the background. I think just if you're tuning into Duckman, you're like my my TV's broken or yes. something. I feel like that was a necessary thing by the network. Like you must have some animation on the screen. I mean, it's smart too, just to have like there's got to be a drawing and, on here. And the writing compensates. I love that there's a clear spit take. Yeah, and dialogue to reflect there has been a spit take. Bleach. Oh, yeah. she's drinking bleach <laughs> yes. that he had asked uh, for. It's actually Drano. Drano. So Drano, she gets a, he gets a white wine and a Drano in case the lights come back on. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the scene is played straight and. Uh, Except well, people are being mutilated in the yes. darkness. Like, people are being chopped <laughs> apart by the Benihana chefs. Duckman Duck and Angela are being straight. Yeah. But everybody else is, like, being murdered by chefs in the back. They're like, my head! Yeah, throw it back. Throw it back. And I love the Duckman line. I didn't capture the clip. But like he says, I always kind of take a small truth and embellish, and embellish it into, well, a huge lie. Yes. <laughs> so. I, I love that. It is a very human moment of Duckman. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... You get a full range of Duckman in this episode. Yeah. And it's still very funny. Like, it's not just... It's not just a bunch of like lovey-dovey emotions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's still he's, uh, a bit of the true Duckman still leaks out. And so Angela and Duckman are going to go on a second date, and Duckman arrives at the detective office, but Cornfed knows something is up. Ah! Hmm. You're dating an ugly woman, aren't you? How'd you know? I've fished out of that pond a few times myself. <laughs> Dinners in the basement, twofers at the planetarium, weekends in the dark room developing the pictures you took in the basement in the planetarium. I know this sounds corny, corny, but. Angela brings out the best in me. You know what I mean? Not exactly, no. Well, we've been dating for three weeks now, and I, I don't belch around her. I don't scratch hard-to-reach body crevices. I don't tell incredibly tasteless jokes. Except for the ones about hermaphrodites. I love those. <laughs> I think I'm in love! <laughs> Duckman is still Duckman. Again, if you listen to the background of that clip, you can hear the traffic yeah. outside, like the I, chair moving around. It's I, so great. I love corn feds. I've fished out of that pond. Yeah. Myself. It's, <laughs> it's a plot device you'll literally never see again. Mm. No, I, I, I don't think we can do this anymore. Yeah. No, but, uh, well, also, even Fluffy and Uranus, who represent PC culture, mm-hmm. like... Even they can't Vomit. be nice about yeah. how uh, good she looks or how ugly she is. But they run th- screaming from the room. I'm surprised they didn't like kill themselves. Yeah, like jump I, into a paper shredder. or I something. I mean, that does show you how much the show like the show is was very anti political correctness for its time, mm-hmm. and that was always represented in Fluffy and Uranus, who would be murdered by him, and they would say things like Mister Duckman. Yeah, a almost woman like- does this in the workplace now. <laughs> it was kind of like a Marge, little Marge Simpsons running around in a bit. A the bit, way they yeah. talk, yeah, a little bit or like or like studio notes we're acknowledging this is wrong by a fluffy in Uranus's existence I absolutely think a few times they probably said things a censor yeah. told them to say and they're like alright but that's the show getting its way like again I'm not I'm not damning this show for being <laughs> mean to PC culture it was in, I'll also say in 1994, it was a lot fresher thing to make fun of than it is in fucking 2017. It really is, yeah. Like, that's some hack shit if you're still making fun <laughs> of the PC police, man. So, Duckman's in love with Angela, 
but he can't really get over her looks. But Cornfed proposes an idea I, that I will love, help both of them. I love that he says that he's in love with her so much, but he's like, well, she's kind, compassionate, caring, and yeah, I can talk to her for hours. But how long can that stay interesting? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so Duckman is really just used to masturbating, I think. It's just like, what's Pretty beyond much. the superficial world? Yes. And that's one reason I think Duckman can't exist in the modern world. Like, if Duckman existed in a world with internet porn, he would never leave the house. Yeah, his <laughs> it, well, there's so many jokes in multiple episodes of his porn collection. Yeah. And, how, and all the ways he goes to a strip club or he gets or he he buys more porn somewhere dolls and then now it's just like well he'd just be like watching cam girls and then going to Pornhub <laughs> and just jumping between those things and never leave his computer that would be a, a great like limited animation series just duck man in front of his computer <laughs> <laughs> that's how they could bring it back for a new season he just never leaves <laughs> so Cornfed has an idea that will help duck man through his dilemma you see even they think so the woman shatters mirrors but there must be more to her than her looks oh sure she's smart sensitive cheerful thought-provoking and loaded with empathy and insight but how long can that stay interesting Duckman? you obviously have strong feelings for her you should face your fears take her out on a real date dancing romantic music soft lights how soft they'd be on forget it what if i came with you i'll rustle up a filly of my own and we'll prove to you that you don't have to be ashamed to be seen with her okay corny you're right Let's do it. So, yeah, they are going to go on a double date to Swank's, mm. a very upscale restaurant. Uh, Cornfed so- always dates the hottest girl. Yes. Cornfed gets some tail, although later we find out he's a virgin, and Duckman, <laughs> like, right. starts ma- Duckman makes Duckman lasts for, like, yeah. two minutes at it, and that's a great scene in the show. <laughs> that is great. I forgot he's a virgin. That yeah. really doesn't work with this episode. And- no, but, it, I mean, I think it makes sense by the time they get to it. It's like, no, we never actually saw Cornfed fuck. Mm-hmm. I guess not, yeah. but I guess he just wanted female companionship. Totally but I have the a friend like that. To- yeah. and, the, and the only reason he has sex when he finally loses virginity is because he will die if he doesn't. That's right. And yeah, so, he's very very Klingon like, I guess. Yeah, it was his uh Vulcan. Po- oh, Vulcan, yeah. Pac-ma- You're welcome. Ponfar. That's it. The Pokemon okay. you have to have sex. But he See, I I'm I got this I got the skills. I got Star Trek skills. <laughs> Ponfar happens every morning. So he has so he has sex with Bernice and <laughs> That's right. That's falls a great in love episode. with her and the sounds of them having sex off screen oh. is, it was pretty great. Talk yeah. about Foley. I've said it on a bunch of laser time shows. The first clear reference to jerking off I heard in Duckman oh yes when he's yeah. staying with Fluffy and Uranus and the oh. pets start shaking and they hold each other afraid and, and then, he, then re- he stops and then it starts shaking again it's so it is revealed he's using a thigh master though so they so can get well, away that's true. with it but yeah. that's actually but nobody same. was talking about no. that at that time no it's uh, it's actually the same episode where Bernice falls in love with King Chicken as a oh, woman oh that's, that's why Duckman has to move out yes yeah but the really good show people but <laughs> I, I, there's some subtle acting I really like when they arrive there on their double date that Cornfed's date Trudy and Cornfed both can't look at Angela in the face, but they're being nice about it. But they're just like turning yeah, away. Yeah, now that you're right, it's very subtle mm-hmm. for it, those characters. Which you wouldn't, you don't think of subtle animation when you think of Duckman, but you they really, really don't. they pulled it off there, which is crazy because they're being surrounded by. Tex Avery level or Pepe Le Pew cartoon level reactions like I'm glad you said that because I wrote down Tex Avery like a a very Ray Charles-esque blind man is playing the piano and his dog sees Angela jumps into the piano and pulls in the Ray Charles guy like everyone is doing wild takes to Angela's appearance and I love them dancing in silence yeah like there's there's no music like then we'll just dance in silence yeah like okay it's very it's very cute and uh, like so I feel like they're they're playing up this high comp this like kind of wacky comedy to Mm -hmm. to make it seem less 
mean spirited that they're making fun of a woman's appearance. It's mm. like it's it's kind of cartoon wacky. Like she is outlandishly ugly in a way that cannot be depicted with that's, drawings. That's what made me think of Looney Tunes mm. because it, yeah. it it's a perfect Chuck Jones premise. Oh man, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it only becomes more real when someone just directly insults her to her face, yeah. which actually does it didn't happen. Everyone's being nice around her. Other yeah. than, well, they're not being nice in their reactions, but nobody's saying you're ugly. Yeah, the everybody's realist- trying to save her feelings and, and that's yeah. the the melancholy of realizing she's she is noticing all of this how the did whole you time. not live with that face and yeah. not realize how the world reacts to you she's aware of who she is and we hear uh this happen this kind of come to a head at mm-hmm. this uh, restaurant a rose for the lovely lady whoa or maybe a cube of sugar huh nobody insults my girlfriend <laughs> wait a minute where are you going duck man i've had a lot of years to get used to the fact that i was born with Colorful features, but you haven't. I hate to see the look on your face when you see the looks on everyone else's. And I think it's time I did something about it. If it doesn't work, you'll never have to see me again. It's a really sweet moment right before that where Duckman can finally look her in the face and he sees her like... I just love you. I don't. Yeah. I just see a woman I love. Yeah, but what every woman's had to deal with dating me. <laughs> but it's also what ruins it for it. What's her? It's it's already the new problem in their relationship of just like he can look her in the face, but now he's even more invested and can't take anyone calling her ugly. Yeah, and there's like there's and a, he can't. You just even if it's a cartoon world. People treat it as like. As you would in real life, if someone punched someone in a bar or in a at a party, yeah, you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> in later Duckman episodes, that kind of violence would just be treated like eh. it'd be kind of laughed off. Yeah, and uh, there's a very like sad and cute line where um, everyone just flees from Angela's face, and she says, "I feel like we're all alone out here." And uh, Duckman's like, "Yeah, me too," because yes. everyone is just gone. Well, I, I like that she's she's not. Well, it's a tough thing. She's mm-hmm. she is changing her looks. For Duckman's benefit, but it is it is to save their relationship, which he is invested in. Yeah, it's but I mean there is you could take the stance of a woman shouldn't change her looks for a man mm-hmm. that she should be happy with her looks, but she is happy with her looks, but she loves Duckman. Yeah, and if, if everyone is reacting to you like uh, with Tex Avery style freakouts, you'll yes. be like maybe my life would be better if I fixed a few it, things. It turns a really cartoonish situation very complicated. Yeah, yeah. I, there's I, a lot to talk about. I think. I mean, it's not nice to be it's not nice to be mean to somebody who mm-hmm. you think looks ugly like you just shouldn't do that yeah, yeah. But the idea that like right. she's aware and she's coping with what she looks like and who she is but she like it's a happy life is an and has forever yeah. and is and is free to meet people mm-hmm. but is now affecting someone she might care about yeah and it's not it's not for Duckman, but it's about Duckman. It is about yeah, it was true. spurred on by Duckman and it's a choice she could have made at any time mm-hmm. because they kind of walk around it like i'm skipping ahead but mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't exactly get a facelift, but mm. she kind of does. But yeah. she, she still has a, a rocking figure for a duck. Yes. I'd, that's a duck ad for. <laughs> but she, mm-hmm. she has I'm a, on the Angela. She's my waifu now. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she she gets a completely different. I hung place, it on my pillow. <laughs> uh, but that was a pretty good act break of her just leaving. Yeah, and um, for as much as Duckman is like a total sleaze, like mm-hmm. Duckman is not superficial in this case. He's like, I love this woman for who she is. I don't care what she looks like, mm-hmm. and I He's will attack anyone it. who yeah. insults her. Like, yeah. 
It's very, very not. I mean, Duckman likes to talk big, but he's really just a sweetheart, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, just like all horror <laughs> men, they all are sweethearts. I mean, Duck, Duckman's an idealized scumbag, so <laughs> he's written unlike real scumbags. Yeah, this is just one episode, by the way. The That's rest true. of the time, Duckman is a total scumbag. I mean, he does show his uh, his sweet side, and and I think they want to uh, kind of keep that part of his character and make him somewhat redeemable. Again. There's another episode where the entire town gets stuck underground, and it, and and he then <laughs> destroys the rest of the city while thinking he and the mute girl are the only ones left and That's then the right. entire town comes back up like you've destroyed the town and they're all out to murder <laughs> that's another good one maybe we'll get to it in some time uh so act three opens with the house being repaired which is a great which is like a great visual gag like yeah. that the living room burned down yes. when angela called duckman act three begins with people with bernice like wallpapering the living room people putting in a new window like they're 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 following up on that visual gag of the house burning down around duckman so Duckman's uh, going to introduce Angela to the family, and she's been gone for a while. Uh, what's the occasion for this old factory outrage, Dad? It so happens I have a date, and she'll be here any minute. Oh, what does she look like? Must you be so shallow <laughs> as to focus on looks? Like society, some kind of pageant, and we're all judged on a meaningless detail like appearance. Gargoyle. Okay, she's the bell ringer at Notre Dame. I don't care. She's mine, and I love her, no matter what she looks like. Truth is, I don't know what she looks like. I haven't seen her in a week. I called and called until she finally admitted she was getting a complete makeover. With a little luck, she went from hideous to butt ugly. <laughs> That's the one time we see Duckman admitting to his family, like, yes, this is this is what you're in for. She yeah. is ugly. You will view her as ugly is perhaps yeah. what he's saying. But and, and in one year, Jason Alexander would be a gargoyle in Notre Dame. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. He would play I Hugo, I think, in yeah. uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, my God. I couldn't remember the title. About that, but, <laughs> uh, but I like that the Charles and Mambo are also they, they are the cruel world too just like yeah she's that's, ugly, that's like, the sad dated aspect of the show that we're all supposed to immediately understand like yeah total woof dude buzz your girlfriend <laughs> yeah. well like Duckman can't even get his sons to be on board i mean like the, the, i mean the point of the show is like no one respects Duckman. his sons don't respect him ajak is too stupid to even know what respect is no and doesn't. charles mambo are kind of like like dual lisa simpsons in a way kind of, well they're like lisa and bart yeah. like they they are as smart as lisa but they also are just like as mean, uh, nearly Bart levels of mean yeah. to their father and disrespectful. They definitely do not respect Duckman, but they're smart enough to know when to be better. Yeah, like, yeah. At least. And they can admit when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So Angela appears and she is gorgeous. As Chris said, uh, she would he would hang it on her, on his pillow <laughs> in the pillow waifu form. And there's there's some great exchanges here, just like Charles and or Mambo saying, "I thought you said she was ugly." Dad's like, "Anything but ugly, son." Can't that's yeah. such a key word. Uh, you said she was but ugly. Anything but ugly, oh, yeah. son. Yeah. And also that they throw out. One of Duckman's catchphrases, he doesn't say it. Bernice, Charles, and Mambo oh, say it. Humana, 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 Yeah. Right. And that was just, uh, I think everyone said that, and there would be some like weird translation. It's like, that's Cherokee for your scrotum is many colored or something <laughs> like that. Right. I forgot that. There would be some follow up to it. So, humana, humana, hawa was a Duckman uh, thing. So, Ajax is immediately in love with her mm-hmm. when Bernice is like, well, he might not embrace you immediately. He misses his mom. And it then- was a sweet moment of Bernice saying, like, he hasn't accepted his mom's death. And then he's being like, Mama and jumps in her arms. Also, another running joke they do there is Duckman getting Mambo's name wrong. He calls yeah. him Merengue. Yeah. This is Charles and Merengue. Mambo. That is whatever. a running joke on the show. You're right. It was, oh, well, there'll be a clip show not too long after <laughs> yes. this one that you'll see them all together, at least all the ones from the first two mm. seasons. And yeah, so Merengue is the one in this episode. And everyone's in love with him. I also love the line. 
Is it from Bernice uh, asking yes. her like what went wrong yeah. in your life? We'll talk about that childhood incident that left you so traumatized you thought Duckman's a catch. Ha! Yeah, like I, I mean, that. it's a funny line, but when I when I see somebody with a despicable like man, I'm like, <laughs> what happened to you that made you You're like this worth guy? More than this, yeah. we say that about your girlfriend all the time. Right? <laughs> no, I, we can't. I kid. Charles and Mambo plant the seeds of doubt in Duckman's head. Like you're not good enough for her now. She's too beautiful for you. And Duckman immediately is and they on knew what they were doing. They yeah, were doing that to be mean. Like, I mean, Duckman is now on the road to destroy this relationship because he is too insecure to have someone as beautiful as Angela as his girlfriend. And I mean, I feel like I've I've felt like Duckman in relationships. I don't know if it's oh, a self esteem yeah. issue. Just like I'm not good enough for this person. It's happened. And, to me, it's happened to me three really weird times. I'm with uh, someone like you're way more yes, you're way yeah. you're out of my league and like and it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. no i've had that feeling too i it, think it, it's, it has uh, it has less to do with attractiveness in a lot of places but like class like you're just it, i don't know because like i've realized i'm, I'm attracted to more than just looks mm-hmm. and like look that okay. took me a really really long time to realize <laughs> as it did with duck man yeah. uh yeah but that yeah I've, I've been with people like i don't know like I don't like what you do or who you are, really. <laughs> well, and every time we go anywhere, like, everybody flirts with you. And like, oh, stop it. Like, I wouldn't date a girl like you normally. Like, I shouldn't be here. I can't no, stand I, this. I do, yeah, that self-esteem thing of feeling like your partner is more attractive than you or you're not good enough for them. Like, that can be a real mindfuck. I could definitely identify with Duckman's feelings here, though I could also identify with him. Wanting to show off what an attractive yes. girlfriend he's got. And he that- brings her to the office and he's like, look, her eyes point in the same direction, which I guess didn't happen before. And I have to say, um, so Duckman has some T-shirts made and these T-shirts yeah. resulted in my most popular tweets ever of all time. So Duckman makes a shirt for Angela that says, I'm going out with him because I want to. And Duckman's head is in the center. And his shirt says, she's my girlfriend and I'm not paying her. And so my tweet says, gift ideas for your next anniversary. As of this recording has 3,000 retweets and 7,000 likes. And I will tell you, after the 500th retweet, for for whatever reason, this thing was picked up by, by teens. So, wow. like, modern teens were on board Weird. with this Duckman joke. Much younger than Duckman. I was getting all of these responses like, what is this from? This is so funny. I was just like, I got to teach the kids about Duckman. If I don't, no one will. And that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, and my, my girlfriend and I watched this with pointed it out. Like, they, they say the, the kind of t-shirt it is. And it's a long forgotten. Oh, really? Yeah, like a 50-50 or a halfsy. It's, it's, oh, Collie Pot and Blend. It's like... It's like it was Holly Cotton Blend, not Collie Potton Blend. <laughs> it, but it, I, I forget. But like, she was like, "No, that's a very specific yeah. kind of T-shirt that it's doesn't joke, exist anymore." It's a joke about how Duckman did not get all cotton T-shirts. Yes, he, he didn't go all out for. But the it t-shirts. has a name, and like, she knew it immediately. Like, you've never heard of half, halfy, halfy. 50, it's, 50? it's Collie Potton, as I said. But yeah, it's a great joke. He's like, "Oh, and I went all out. I got a not all polyester T-shirt." Yeah. And uh, but also the idea of making a T-shirt at the mall that yeah. there is a couple like that's cute. I, yeah, and it's also very nice. 1994. So, and, uh, okay. or uh, 2017 in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, that's where I was at this year. Which is still 94 in some One ways. of the only things open there. <laughs> and Angela might be the prettiest designed woman in the series. They worked well. really hard to make her appealing uh, to the human viewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think just so. like uh, she's a very, I don't know, I don't want to say 
she's hot because that's weird, but it's a very attractive yeah, okay. Duckman character. They scaled them back to be like not ridiculously, stupidly hot to where like yeah. the triangle tits are about to poke your eyes out, which is usually yeah. what the characters well, those are the hot, hot girls hot look like. Girls in the Duckman yeah. universe, but her I, hair you know, color is a real hair color, which Cornsfed gr- girlfriend was like light blue. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think that's an interesting too that they made Angela a duck person instead of a human. And I yeah. Think it, it allowed an abstraction on ugliness, too, that you're like, well, what is an ugly duck person as compared to a regular duck person? We just saw her, well. like, the acne-covered beak for yes, the most part. That's exactly. all we saw. And her horrible hair. Yeah. It's like... Duck Man starts dating Angela, and they go out, and she's getting all the attention. A construction worker's cat call her. Monk's cat call her. <laughs> uh, it's a reverse Pepe Le Pew yes. cartoon now. And she falls over for some reason, I forget why, and someone takes a picture of that, and that's that's now uh, her her escalation to fame as a supermodel. It's a billboard, I, I, just because we wanted to see her. Yes, and that's I, actually I, uh, an Evangeline reference to the, the famous billboard of Evangeline. That she in, just pays for to have up in yeah. LA. Evangeline is... Or was I think she still exists in the 90s she was just an attractive model mm-hmm. who drove around LA in a pink Cadillac and had photographs of her on billboards and there were always these things of uh, people thinking like there must be some rich actor or Hollywood executive sugar daddy who's paying for all these things all these yeah. ads for her around yeah. town I don't know her for full story but it seems pretty interesting but, and, it's... but I also love the joke that they're in the park mm-hmm. and that all the animals love her like Snow White <laughs> like style like very Disney-esque and when he tries to to be nice to that deer it mauls him no, immediately he's, yeah. he's mauled by a doe yeah which is something i've never seen in any other cartoon just turns ever. vicious and grows all these teeth <laughs> yeah. so it shows how fast this show moves and the act three starts with angela's makeover and within two minutes she's the the most famous supermodel ever yes. like <laughs> outshadowing great. Duckman in every way making his insecurities even larger mm-hmm. he's being shoved to the background of every photograph he's it's impossible for them to live a normal life yeah. now and he's He's feeling bad. You couldn't have a, a better way of showing him the world telling him you're not good enough for her. Yeah, and like every, so we have these, these spinning magazine cover uh, kind of thing <laughs> happening. And every time it happens, Duckman is more in the background. And I think the last <laughs> one's like, dump the duck, Angela. Who is you this know, guy? Yeah, like so <laughs> they decide to have one last meeting at Swank's, uh, one last date at Swank's, sort of talk things but over. But not, not for her. She doesn't want one last meeting. Well, no, it's not a last. No. D- but they it, just want to go on another date. Yeah, to, I mean, I think. Where they met or where they had their la- their big date before she Angela is still life. Angela. Duckman right. is the one who's altered by this. I mean, I think Duckman, in terms of being like, I think Duckman thinks this is the last time I'll mm-hmm. see her, so I want to mm-hmm. let her down easy. Mm-hmm. So for him, it is. And so their date is interrupted rudely in a way that Duckman probably isn't expecting. Let's sit at the same table. I want tonight to feel just like our first night here did. We'll dance and we'll feel alone again. Just you and me. It's Angela, our woman of the hour. <laughs> Angela, where hundreds of people you've never met and couldn't care less about have gathered to tell you they love you. So <laughs> let's set you down and let the fawning begin. So, I really yeah. like that voice actor. He, he appears a lot in Duckman in between bits. He really yeah. is. I think he even appears in live action at some points. Like yeah. when King Chicken does his nine millionth explanation of why he's after Duckman, I think he appears <laughs> as like a newscaster telling us like, we're going to say this, but I'll just wrap it up for you <laughs> really right. briefly. Buck, buck, buck. Yeah. And then they cut back into him. I Yes, it's, oh God, we got to do a King Chicken episode at least. I really think news. so. Tell us if you want us to do more or if you're really angry about this. If you've stopped <laughs> listening at this point, I guess you can't tell us. But, yes. So uh, all the these... comments seem lead me to believe no one will stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> no one will stop. We're that addictive. <laughs> but I, I like the 
very obvious statement of all these people you don't care about and they just love you because they saw you in a picture so they're nobody to you but just, they're yeah. all going to surround you and fawn over you it's really underlining how empty fame is in this context yeah. just like especially fame based on beauty alone and this is your belief why this is la yeah for sure i mean i i also in my research before this episode ever peck in an interview mm-hmm. pretty much said i it mean is I, LA. I think it could have been debatable but this is very it's definitely LA. It's quite LA, yeah. With the Angela billboard, I think really just seals the deal for this being LA. And yeah, then they cut to Duckman. Duckman just gets like literally kicked in the face yeah. out of out of his chair, and he's outside and he is smoking because that shows you it's a great visual tell of how much he's given up or his yeah. mental state. Duckman is back on his bullshit, as they say. <laughs> I came out here to think about things, you and me, and I'm thinking maybe tonight was our last dance. What? You've got plenty of people who can give you more than I can now. The simple truth is I'm not good enough for you anymore. I can't compete with the whole rest of the world. It's only a matter of time before you find something better and leave me, so why don't we save us both the wait and just say goodbye now? Duckman, you're wrong. None of these other people mean a thing to me. I did what I did because of you, because I was falling in love with you. I'm not going to leave you. Maybe this isn't the time. Can we meet tomorrow night? You'll feel better then. Maybe at the Japanese restaurant where we first saw each other? I'll be there at 8. A very sad reprisal of the Duckman theme, too. Oh, yeah. I miss that. Uh, But, yeah. Now I have goosebumps listening to that. I I would love to compare this to that first episode of The Critic. In the first episode of The Critic, he it's also the main character meeting a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Who is too good for him in some ways. Who is too good for yeah. him, and everyone's telling him that. That ends with absolutely no explanation of why she left him yeah. from her. So all you have to go on is that, oh, everyone was right. She was just using him for a good review. Yes. She's a bad person and is fulfilling all these stereotypes of a bad woman. Yeah. Now, oppositely, Angela here gets like... So many other shows at this time would have never given lines like that to Angela for her to explain, I did this because I'm in love with you. I care about you and I don't give a shit why you, if you think you're not good enough for me, I love you. And your, your bullshit insecurity and fucking narcissism, superficiality is going to destroy this relationship for both of us. Yeah. I mean, Duckman sabotages the relationship. He does. Yeah. And and she's upset by that, but she, they could have so easily, somebody else could have written an episode where she's like, I'm famous now. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Man, that's goodbye. how it would have ended on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah I mean, I and, feel like that's why this stands out for me. Angela is not does not sell out. She mm-hmm. still loves Duckman, but Duckman can't deal with having someone he perceives as better than him as yes. his partner. And yeah. that's insane. Yeah, that's an insanely complicated thing for a for what's a cartoon supposed to be about a, a duck. What's <laughs> uh, supposed to be a gross cartoon about a duck? Yeah, about a horny duck. Well, and he's it is self sabotage. Mm-hmm. Like he he feels so worthless. He can't let the thing go on this happy fulfilling relationship for them yeah i mean Duckman, i think in a way wants to be miserable he punches himself for the death of his wife he feels like he's a piece of shit and he can't be happy and that's part of the part part of the theme of the show like Duckman will not let himself be happy well when he goes inside his own head he literally like he sees the guilt that is all encompassing in his brain it's out of story while his self-esteem is a little wimp he's a little wimp in a cage like so that's that is the shit that's going on yeah I'm just so shocked that this... I don't know. I didn't expect... I've watched this episode like three times recently. But yeah. That, 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 that it's dealing with 
I don't know, perverse subject matter that no shows ever touch. That perverse in which way? It, it, just in the, like, psychological imbalance or, like, ways yeah, that yeah. you can keep yourself unhappy forever mm-hmm. by adhering to... I don't know what Duckman's hang-up is because it's hard to separate the caricature from the character that he becomes in this episode. Yeah. But he's self-defeating his own relationship by bullshit hang-ups. Like, dude, you won. Yeah, yeah. You won. Like, he, what's your fucking problem? He can't let himself be happy, and that's uh, really the problem here. It's mm. not letting himself be happy, but hanging on to it. Like, and I have that shit, too. Like, the idea that, like, it still bothers me sometimes my girl makes more money than I do. Mm. It's just not something I expected to deal with. Never... And every once in a while, like, oh, I got a raise. And like, meh, I'm going to work on Patreon forever and never get a raise. I got to do more annoyed research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's how society, that's also it's society weird. making you feel yeah, that. And, 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 you're and, the like, man. You should be in charge of making I, money. I, I meet uh, expectation Chris and current Chris together and like, shut the fuck up. That's dumb. <laughs> like, her yeah. success has nothing to do with your success. Whereas Duckman doesn't have that, not to spoil the episode, but it doesn't have that realization. He literally doesn't do anything. No. Yeah, Duckman is not self-aware in the way he needs to be. He just gives up. It's a very, it's I mean. It's astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll play the last scene. Uh, so, Duckman just leaves Angela hanging, and this is the last scene of the episode well, that it's plays. A great, it's a great bookend that she asks to meet him at Benny Haha's again, yeah. and that this time he stands her up, unlike when, uh, unlike their first meeting. That's true, yeah. So this is the last scene in uh, About Face. Duckman, it's 10 o'clock. Weren't you going to meet Angela at 8? I changed my mind. I'm not going. What did you do to her? Nothing. I I did something for her. She's got a chance at a new life. She shouldn't settle for me. I wouldn't let her live. I'd spend the rest of our lives holding her back because I was afraid of losing her. I'm sorry, Duckman. Let it ring. What a ballsy ending! It what cuts a, to credits, yeah, with the phone ringing immediately to credits at the last thing, and like, uh, and it, the phone was their connection too, and he's turning her his back on it. Yeah, it's, it's all these. Great I never thought about that. That's a great things. visual, yeah. like, uh, you know, embellishment of the theme. This is a weird independent movie inserted <laughs> into a gross fart cartoon. Well, and that Bernice tries to make a joke. He's like, "No, we're not joking. We're not yeah. joking." Now. Like, she's like, "Oh, what did you do to hurt nothing?" Even it's Bernice like, at this point feels compassion for Duckman. This feels like the first time she's ever been nice to yeah. him, even. A little bit. Like I, I, I honestly don't know if this is an abrupt ending. Like, let's just end the show here, or if this was well thought out. Because to me, it just surrounds me with a ton of thoughts. That's why I keep yeah, talking I, in the way. I think they were going for this bittersweet ending. Like, yeah. we want to defy conventions. We don't want her to run off and just be some Hollywood floozy or whatever. We want this realistic ending about in this duck cartoon, like this realistic yeah. relationship. And I, I, I'm real hard on myself professionally and personally. But but this is like this is the danger of hating yourself. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't see that a lot in other shows. Like yeah, you know, I mean you would not. I mean the Simpsons is great, but you would not see relationships explored in this much depth yeah. on the Simpsons. You wouldn't. You wouldn't end an episode with say Skinner having so much self hate that he would destroy the first nope, relationship. She's better off without me. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't do that. <laughs> so but yeah, I mean uh, this. I mean I think this is kind of like the the heights of Duckman's emotionality in terms of the, mm-hmm. the series. But I feel like they would dip into this pool semi often and they would make the character more than just this like profane idiot mm-hmm. who 
is a dangerous duck being, you know. Yeah, and if you see his his debauchery and rudeness and disgustingness as fueled by self-hate, he's yeah. like, oh, I hate myself, so I'm going to be disgusting. Like, it really helps explain yes. who he is and why he acts the way and, he does. And that he's, he's ultimately, in almost all the outcome of every episode, harmless because he's a coward. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and maybe there's something to learn from that, yeah. and you should watch the show again. Yes, please watch more mm-hmm. Duckman. So I, I guess I'd be up for more of these. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was really fun revisiting this. I hadn't watched Duckman in like eight years. I, I think it holds up I really did. well, and I, I feel like it. I have more fondness for it now, even than I did as a, as a kid, because I'm an adult now. I've had relationships. Mm-hmm. I've had adult style Duckman problems, <laughs> so I can be like, wow, this show really is much deeper than it ever needed yeah. to be. All it needed to be was a crude cartoon yeah. with swearing and, and like masturbation jokes. Yeah. Has that too? Yes. Yeah, I mean that it's there too. It's even in this episode. We're in our, I mean, we're in our mid thirties, which I would peg Duckman's age yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like we have reached that age of Duckman now, you know. And I guess now maybe you know I, it is so nineties. It very much dates it in that sure. way. Yeah, but, yeah. But Unavoidable. I, but I kind of like that it crystallizes a uh, a real zeitgeist of the early yeah. 90s of just like let's be gross because the world yeah. is seemingly trying to be nicer and let's be let's point out these things that we see as problems in society right now mm-hmm. yeah. it's very much about the the society of the 90s then there's a bit of that but it's like whenever i watch it like there was nothing else on the air like this at the time not really no. there's nothing ever since then and this can't exist now. No, it it really can't. can't. It, it can't yeah. exist now. So it, it, it crystallizes it as, as this weird fucking miracle. Like, a miracle no not... Would, yeah. I don't want to say it's the greatest show ever, but, like, it's a miracle that this is, is little it, show yeah. existed. It's There's an 70 amazing, episodes for you to enjoy. It's an amazing time capsule. They bring back everything now, but I don't think this will ever be brought back. Like, no, not, I don't, I, I don't know how it could. Even if they could get Jason Alexander to be like, please, Jason Alexander, just two hours every time, record new no. stuff. <laughs> Like, they, they do that kind of stuff like, how could this character survive in this reality? But there's none of the fans of the show. No, yeah, like, I mean, I, if you look at the YouTube hits on the on the episodes, you'll the, see. It's depressing. Yeah, but it's, I mean, everyone... All least, you have to do is Google Duckman. Can you imagine a Google search? <laughs> Whatever happened to this show? It's all here free. Yeah. Like, ah, don't care. And yeah. I wish I wish there was a Duckman doll I could own. I wish there was more duck like a Duckman T-shirt I could have. But like Duckman, USA could have done much more work in making this a a, a more more of a hit. I think. But yeah, but they didn't want it to be. No. It was it no, was I, a I gross think... weird show with a limited. It would never be what we love about Duckman is also why it would never be as big as The Simpsons. Mm, yeah, because. Perhaps. Because it's too weird and ugly and purposefully mean and cynical and all these. It's not wrapped up in a happy family. It's yeah. wrapped yeah. up in a screaming crazy person. <laughs> it's it's deliciously weird. And I, yeah. I can't think of anything else even comparable to Duckman. And you all owe it to yourselves as animation fans and comedy fans to check it out. Yeah, please revisit Duckman. I you hope make you no least... money off that recommendation. <laughs> you know, yes. I hope you at least... 90 minutes. I hope you at least revisited About Face for this episode. And I encourage you to watch more. Maybe we'll revisit Duckman again. I just mm-hmm. want to do this because Duckman premiered in that three weeks span yeah. of time where there were no Simpsons episodes between uh, Deep Space Homer and Homer Loves Flanders. Where was the Capital Critters episode, Bob? Uh, that was canceled like two years prior and fuck <laughs> well, that show. Well, that is that is also why I wanted to do this one. I was into doing a Duckman one and a Critic one as well because these were the first true Simpsons. Like yeah. Other animated shows got greenlit because of The Simpsons existed, but this was The Simpsons people yeah. making new shows. Yeah, and, and it lasted for more than a season. There yeah. are four shows The Simpsons spawned that I think have any worthy legacy in anything. Mm. Uh, and that's The Critic, but it's very much like The Simpsons. It's it is. King of the Hill, which is, let's not get into it now, but it's a, a different thing. Yes. And like, But it wouldn't have happened without The Simpsons. And Family Guy, which owes the simpsons a lot and duckman which is just insane 
Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. There's nothing else I can I, compare. I'd it to. also add Futurama to that. List. No, no, that too. Yeah, I would too. It's just well, like Futurama's, it's a sillier Simpsons. Yeah, Futurama is so much just a sequel to The Simpsons. Hard to mm-hmm. even say inspired by. It's just it's much. The and season I love, eight staff I'm, pretty much just walked over to the Futurama. I'm my yeah. vendor robot that I bought when I was a fucking poor asshole and I spent a hundred dollars <laughs> on a metal. It was wow. worth it. Working at a Chinese restaurant delivering food. I love Futurama. God damn it! Don't ever let me. I did not mean to sound like I was slagging on Futurama. We and may we might talk you know, about that too. Yeah, at someday some point. we might do it. We've got lots of plans for things. We have we lots talk of about. plans. I brought my hands together. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Don't. So yeah, that was our one-off talking Duckman. Let me know if you like talking Duckman or like Duckman in general. I want to know what you think about this little special. Let's talk about more cartoons, man. It's a minor speed bump in the roadway of Talking Simpsons, but I think it's it's one we need to acknowledge because Duckman was a great show that was mm-hmm. overlooked because of its spot in the, the cable universe. The cable I think. landscape, yeah. like, it, it predates the respectability of The Sopranos by like just a fucking year yeah. to the end of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, the, the final season. It was poor timing. I mean, USA would never. This show isn't what you. Well, the show actually has a bit in common with Raw. It's not shocking mm. that Raw <laughs> advertised, but it's but all the rest of like USA hates it has wrestling, but it's the highest rated mm. thing on his channel. So they'd they, love to cancel it. They always have to have wrestling, but but Duckman is of the same lowbrow cloth as that. The rest of their shows at least want to pretend to have have uh, high pro- higher profile. I'm more like Duckman than I am almost any other anime character. <laughs> I have uh, dark moments where I think that too, Chris, so don't yeah. worry. I'm more Millhouse, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so this has been Talking Duckman. Mr. Burns to break your arms. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Talking Duckman. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. Every Monday, a new classic gaming topic. Just go to Retronauts.com or search mm-hmm. for Retronauts in your podcast device or machine. You will find one, at least one topic you'll get on board with. All of us in this room have recorded plenty of Retronauts episodes Dude. including one about Bart versus the Space Mutants, one about Bart's Nightmare. <clears throat> Any bad Simpsons game, we're going to take on by our, by our full force, I so think. So I've seen every episode of Duckman. Yes. There is a PC game. I played it. Really? And finished they, it. They got never... everybody but Jason Alexander. And the guy who does it does a great job, but yep. he's also no Jason Alexander. But it was also never released in America. It's it, true. It's, it's crazy. And that's the last thing I have left to experience a Duckman. I would guess forever. Yeah, that is the final Duckman product. I, I but, wish um, they would do a Kickstarter on that. Like, <laughs> Just because I want to, like, who are you people who like the show that I like? <laughs> I think it's on Abandonware websites, Chris. You can find <laughs> it. But yeah, Retronauts.com every Monday. Uh, look up our Simpsons episodes. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you'll find something you'll want to listen to if you just go to our direct. So thank you. H E N E R E Y G. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. You I got can it find wrong me there. After all this, time. and I, you can you can find out when new episodes of this podcast go live, as well as other big announcements I may or may not be involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until then, you should support us through patreon.com slash laser time, babies. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I've talked about Duckman a great deal on Laser Time. It's it's. I don't care if you like it. I just like the idea that, like, I found this little thing that was very important to me, and it holds up very well, mm-hmm. and I like revisiting it. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to We will you to make see you it. like Duckman. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, you know, I hope people aren't sad we m- didn't have Homer uh, loves Flanders this week, but I think this is a I can't really believe what an accelerated course we're on that we'll yeah. be going to the fifth season yes. by the end of the summer. If you're unhappy and, with us doing other shows, I'm just trying to point it out that we're, we're kind of delaying our end of the really good episode. Episode. So yeah. more of stuff like this will mean there are more good
good episode to talk Simpsons for you to listen to. Yeah, some of you would argue we're halfway done with a good episode. Huh. Yeah, I Most, I, I'd be one Simpsons of them. Fans. Yep. But I, I want to do it until I die. So. I there's some really good 11, 12 episodes. We shall see mm-hmm. yes. when that time comes. But lasertimepodcast.com is how this whole dumb shit got started. And for, for the time being, that's where you can find Talking Simpsons in Laser Time, <laughs> which I've mentioned constantly. I, I like I was working on the DuckTales game. I'm a big fan of animated ducks in like... I'm not crazy. They stand the the test of time. (laughs) Animated ducks are charming to everyone, and I don't know why. They're just fun to watch, Chris. I I love Duckman's beak flapping. I gotta have a smarter person explain to me (laughs) how an anthropomorphic Morphic Duck is fucking this exception. Daffy was always my favorite Looney Daffy, DuckTales, yeah, Donald, yeah. Howard the Duck, it, like Plucky Duck. It, like every single one of them, like Plucky Duck is, that's the Tiny Toons highlight. Yeah. How the fuck are ducks so popular? People try it all the time to make new ducks and they usually succeed. Yeah. How it, does it happen? How does it happen? So there's an episode of Laser Time from way back, it might not be on iTunes, called Many Ducks Were Given that I put up in honor of DuckTales that, wow. that are made of like... Animals. There's a bit of Duckman in that episode if I there recall. There is absolutely yeah. It's one of the only only panoramas he appears in for, uh. for Laser Time. But I mention him a lot because I really do like the show. And again, it's on YouTube and we have stuff running on Laser Time TV, which I don't really care about. But um, <laughs> uh, patreon.com slash Laser Time. 30, 2010, a great show if you care about what happened in the world 30 and 20 and 10 years ago. We'll probably talk about the Duckman finale, uh, sadly. Oh, it's coming up soon. Yeah, yeah oh, it's coming wow. up very soon. 97. We're in 1987. 97 and 07 right now hmm. and I've had too many beers somebody <laughs> take the plugs away from me thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week when Homer loves Flanders thanks for listening to Talking Duck Man It thrust your pelvis, whoa! 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 It thrust your pelvis, whoa!